Transcend. This word has been described as to go beyond, to surpass, or to exist above and independent of, or to triumph over negative or restrictive aspects. Welcome to the Transcendent Leader Podcast. My name is Maria Joreco. I'm an immigrant, a member of the visible minority, an Asia professional who specializes in diversity and inclusion work. My goal is to help you, our listeners, be the best version of yourselves, to level up, to live better, and to lead better. If you want to develop the skills, capabilities, and inclusive behaviors of your leaders and employees, contact me at maria at theinclusionjourney.com. That's my email address. It's maria at theinclusionjourney.com. And you'll also see that information in the note pages of this podcast. This is your host, Maria Jureco, and I'm a diversity, equity, and inclusion strategist. And I help leaders create inclusive workplaces so their employees feel they belong, they're valued, and they are empowered. And I do this through strategic consulting, coaching, and providing leadership and development programs that, again, focuses on leadership, communication, and enhancement of the organizational culture. My goal in each episode is to empower you to level up, leave better, and lead better. And so for this afternoon, I'm just so um, uh, privileged to have two experts today. So I'm privileged to have this afternoon two leadership experts, Lou and Sherry of the Lou Everett Group. Uh, they are known for their highly effective coaching, teaching, and training, as well as speaking in the, on the importance of personal growth and how it impacts our influence as leaders. They have more than four decades of combined experience in training, coaching, and leadership. And they also have received training and mentoring from well-known and successful coaches and teachers from the likes of Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Brian Tracy, John Maxwell, Jack Canfield, Paul Martinelli, and they're both certified leadership coaches and corporate trainers. And so again, with pleasure, I'd like to introduce uh, and to start a conversation, the owner of Lou, the Lou Everett Group, Lou Everett and Sherry McManus. Welcome, Lou and Sherry. All right. Welcome. Hi. Thank you, Thank Maria. You. I appreciate you having us on on this, uh, I don't know where everyone else is, but a beautiful Friday here in southeast of Raleigh. Exactly. Yeah, no, it's a pleasure to have you both here. I'm uh, from Canada, so, but you know, this is a global um, uh, broadcast. So um, awesome. our yeah. company is Consultation Global. So we have locations in four countries. So it's going to be shared in four countries as well. So it's going to be a global Great. broadcast. Great. Okay. Great. So to start a conversation, uh, um, you know, if you can just let me know, um, you know, for the sake of the viewers as well, Lou and uh, Sherry, they are they're partners in the business, but they're also husband and wife team. So Sherry and Lou, please uh, tell us your journey, who you are. You know, you can, you both have your your separate uh, airtime. So <laughs> don't rush, we have, we have time here. So tell us who you are, what you do, what your company do, the purpose and the passion of your business. Certainly, certainly. certainly. You want to take that? Yeah. You're good at it. <laughs> Well, you did a great job introducing us. So I thank you so much, Maria. Uh, but yes, we are a husband and wife duo. Uh, some folks call us the the, the dynamic duo, uh, the power couple. 
however you want. Uh, but bottom line, we are certified executive leadership and personal development coaches and corporate trainers. And we really love, you know, helping transforming today's leaders. Mm -hmm. uh, we love the leadership space. We love uh, working with teams, uh, working with effective communication for small businesses in particular. Um, and we do that, you know, by a couple different things, but we do, we do have direct strategies to really help build leaders from within. And we also prevent toxic work cultures, mm -hmm. which is so high right now. Oh, yeah. uh, and we also provide compliance training such as diversity inclusion. Uh, so very much like you, Maria, you know, in that inclusiveness and that work culture is so, so important. And we're right there with you. We were part of that uh, space as well. So we love what we do mm -hmm. with that. And that's just to capitalize on what Sherry said, that kind of puts it all into a nice little capsule for us. <laughs> But we, our, our focus and our goal every single day is to do what we can to add value to other people. And, and how we do that is by utilizing our four and a half decades of experience combined to provide strategies and ways that people can grow, whether it's personal development or professional development in their own leadership space, right? Um, so we are very happy to be here to share that with you. But that is, that is what we do. Our passion is to help transform today's leaders. Uh, because I believe, we believe that every person is a leader in some fashion and has an impact and influence on those that are around them. Absolutely. I totally agree with you both. And, you know, just to capitalize as well on the diversity and inclusion space, we need a lot more people really involved in this particular type of work, right? Um, you know, there's been a lot of um, hatred going on in the world, um, oh, yeah. racism, discrimination. And this is, I mean, I think I, I totally agree with you. That's why I went into this business as well. It's the the passion and the purpose of helping leaders be better and uh, you know helping their employees as well. And so, how did you come about with your business? So, um, it's a combined 40, four decades of experience. So, can you just share with me your journey? Did did you um, start it up with just you know your own business, or you were part of a corporate world? And I know Sherry will be sharing us with um, you know she's sharing with us her exam uh, experience. Uh, you know, about near that in a toxic workplace. I want to hear more of that. But, you know, it's on your own separate journey. How did you come about uh, setting up the Lou Everett Group? Yeah, it, we both have um, extensive backgrounds from, we listen, the reality of it is, right, Maria, is that no matter what role you are in leadership or what it is that you do, we've all failed in the process. Mm. And uh, what we've done is taken our failures and our successes and tried to learn from that and then help teach other people. And so, for, for myself, I've, we were both in the corporate space. I was at the executive leadership space for some time. And, uh, but leading up to that, we all have to start somewhere, right? <laughs> it does, leadership is learned. It's not something that you automatically have, right? There's this whole idea of being a born, <laughs> natural born leader. And frankly, it doesn't exist. It's a learned process while qualities might exist. And that was the case uh, with me. I'm, I, I, from what my experience as I had qualities, but I failed so much. And it was from or surrounding myself with leaders that I wanted to be like and mentors of people that can groom me and coach me in that process. And I've had some terrible coaches and some terrible leaders that I've learned from what not to do. I'm sure all of us have, um, but also had some have had amazing and still have amazing mentors in the leadership space that I can learn from and glean from. Uh, and so from my early age of, I think right out of, not even, I was still in high school and I, and I began in, in management, in a management role in retail. Um, and 
learned a lot. Mm -hmm. What not to do mainly right. uh, because there was really no book. There still isn't a book really right. that, that's going to give you the guidance necessary to be a successful leader of lead people. Um, but it all started with my mom. Mm -hmm. I wasn't allowed to listen to music in the car when she was dropping me off at school or going to a friend's house. I was, she would pop, we'd get in the car and she'd pop in a tape of Tony Robbins or John Maxwell or okay. Zig Ziglar and some of those. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what I listened to in the car. <laughs> uh, so at an early age, my mom was uh, already teaching me uh, from some of the best mentors out there. Oh, that's a good tip for parents too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, try to keep that from happening, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, my quick story is that, you know, we're talking about, you know, our leaders born. Well, there's definitely characteristics. Mm -hmm. And uh, just a quick story my mom always shares with me is that uh, I, I was the littlest one in our neighborhood with our neighborhood friends. And here I was telling them what to do and what, what activities we're going to do. So <laughs> so I, I, I kind of knew my mom always kind of uh, kind of leaned in on those, uh, those characteristics. And I just kind of um, really was um, was always in, in that those type of positions where people saw me naturally as as a leader or someone that they could look up to and I just, just you know kind of stood up to that and, and really leaned in and and as I got older and of course failed just like Lou was saying mm -hmm. too and in, in our own of what not to do and, and yeah. what we liked and what we didn't uh, definitely has evolved uh, especially but yeah so so early on. <laughs> Well, that's good. That's a good foundation too. And um, you, you're both lucky to have that kind of uh, formation. Uh, mm -hmm. Not everyone will have that, right? And um, and that's why we have leaders who actually um, are not good leaders. <laughs> you know, they are just there uh, because of the position. They're quite very good and technical, but the soft skills are much missing. So uh, I'm very much interested to know, uh, you know, what's like to build a business uh, with your spouse as your partner? Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, let me tell you, we, we actually had our first business back in 2005, and that was four months into our relationship. Don't advise that for the audience. But <laughs> It'll make or break you. Yeah, we jumped in that Ferrari. We skipped, you know, the <laughs> we skipped the, skipped the Prius. Skipped the Prius and went to the Ferrari, you know. Yeah. Uh, but that that's a funny story. But um but yeah, I mean, it definitely has it, its uh, pros and cons. Not everybody can do it and we get it. And we are very fortunate mm -hmm. that we found that uh, in our first business, we were just kind of, hey, let's go for this. And we, we struggled definitely, but we did find at the end of the day that we were able to have something. There mm -hmm. was something there that was like, hmm, I think we can do this. I mm -hmm. think we can, we can yeah. find something that uh, and be successful together. Uh, and then up until that, we had we we worked in corporate jobs, different type of jobs, but always had something on the side. Either he had something or I had something, and it was almost like your side hustle, right? Uh, but we always had that desire in the grand scheme that we would come mm -hmm. to back to around and do something bigger. And yeah. and that's what really spoke. Uh, what, what 2018 is when mm -hmm. we launched this current business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, and uh, we're working together as a it's the whole the whole challenge is, is identifying your strengths, mm -hmm. and once we identified what each other's strengths were, um, wish we would have done that probably earlier instead of doing a trial <laughs> by fire in two thousand five. But <laughs> but we figured out that the, the the whatever the strong the strengths are of each other, 
then that's what that person should be doing and does well and likes to do. And so when we realized what those were, there was things that I didn't like to do that Sherry's like, well, I love doing that stuff. And it's like, well, you can have it <laughs> and vice versa. And it's just one of those things you've got to work with each other on. Um, but it's a, it's a challenge because sometimes work can, can uh, certainly infiltrate and interfere with uh, personal time. Um, and that's the big factor, but we, we do very well with that. We just hold each other accountable. Mm-hmm. You, you really are, um, you know, walking the talk when it comes to, you know, having the right partnership, not just in business, but in your personal and family life. And that's great. Um, and I totally agree. There's not a lot of, um, you know, successful spouses, uh, you know, having this business, um, you know, one business for themselves. Some of them, like, you know, they're both entrepreneurs and in their own way, have their own businesses. But, you know, hearing this from you, it's very inspiring for, for couples who, may want to consider uh, jumping into a business together as a partner, right? Um, I guess, I think if you're not offering that kind of training, you can offer that too for couples. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> because you're walking uh, the, uh, you know, the actual behaviors and walking the talk. So I, it's a good, um, you know, way for people to learn from you as well. And sure. so, yeah, Sherry, you, you mentioned that, you know, you had a near-death experience. I'm very much interested to hear about that. And is that, particular experience the the you know the straw that broke the camel's back for you just to to jump into the business can you just uh, share with us your experience in that one yeah absolutely thank you um yeah that was that was pretty much it i mean we were already brewing something on the side as just like we always have um and and, but we just our plan was going to be a little bit longer um but due to what happened to me in august of 2018 which what landed me in the hospital in the ICU in the burn center for 10 days with the with a rare disease and anybody could get this particular disease it started out as a simple cold and it just kept progressing uh, wasn't getting any better uh, it was it was a very dire situation and what was happening was that all my good mucous membranes were being revolted like my whole body and and so basically I was burning from the inside out um, so it was a dire situation and didn't know what was going on um, but thankfully with the good doctors here in North Carolina they were able to manage it and I survived with very minimal damages um, so but leading to that you know I share that story because you know prior to this I was in a work environment that was very high stressful very on the go all the time and that part was okay. It was the what turned into a verbal abuse and also the expectations of working 70 plus hours a week really did its, did its toll. And it wasn't just me, it was taking a toll on my teammates and it was just one, it was just a domino effect. If one person was sick, then it caused even more stress, right? And, and it just kept going and going. And when you push those boundaries and if you're that rock star employee that just was like, well, I'm gonna keep pushing through. Well, if you don't stop, your body will. And that's exactly what happened uh, with that. So, you know, and also too, leadership at that time was more focused on the bottom line than they were valuing their employees anymore. And it just, again, it, it slowly erodes to that. And then hence that turns into a toxic work environment, the team morale. I mean, there's such a negative slippery slope, right? So we found our newfound purpose 
right, you know, after leaving the hospital after 10 days going, you know, we need to do something. You know, we have firsthand experience of what being in a toxic work environment can really do. And the more people that we talk to about this, they have something similar, maybe not as dire, thank goodness, but they have, uh, you know, mental health issues because of it. They have some triggers that because, because of it, I mean, it really affects people's lives Mm -hmm. in all different aspects. And so we got to take the responsibility and we choose to, to share with new leaders or existing leaders that this can't happen. Yes, you can be a billion dollar company, but you but at what cost to your people? And you, you really need to focus and take care of your people. And I'm not, thro- you know, saying throw more money at them. That's not what the generation wants. They want to be cared for and and to be a bigger purpose in life. They want to have a voice. They, you know, th- there's so many other things that we can get into, but that's just to scratch the surface of what really spurred our passion and our mission and that it's bigger than us. And, and, uh, we want to share that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you want to add something to, uh, you know, what Sherry, uh, shared, um, Lou, like in terms of, you know, how you felt as a husband and, you know, what gave you the push to really say, okay, I support you and, you know, you can, you know, leave your job and, um, <laughs> let's just do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, previous, previous to that situation, um, we were, I was very well aware of what was what mm. she was enduring, and I had previously wanted her to resign earlier than she did. Mm-hmm. But we all have to make those choices on our own, right? Um, and we technically, I st- we started the business earlier than that situation, but we were starting to build it and you know move into that and p- slowly, gradually pull ourselves out of the corporate space mm-hmm. so that we can we can do what our passion and mission is to help out other companies and, and businesses. That situation was very, um, sped it up. Uh, <laughs> it sped it up and it was just awakening. It was an awakening moment. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a scary it, awakening moment too, right? Very yeah. much. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. and Sherry, when she tells her story, I think that sometimes, uh, um, and she tells it so well because she endured it. But the reality of it is, is the doctors couldn't tell me, and there was, a, there was a time when Sherry was not cognizant of anything. She was highly medicated. She had had procedures had to be done to her eyes to help protect them from possibly going blind for the rest of her life because of this disease that was eating away at her mucous membranes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the doctors couldn't tell me whether she was going to survive it. Yeah, yeah. They, they they'd say, well, if she survives, she might be here 30 days. She could be here 90 days if she survives at all. Mm-hmm. And that's a very difficult situation. And then at the same time, having to sit back and try not to feel angry at the situation that she would, had been enduring at the company she worked for, because it doesn't come down to that, really. It's about decisions mm-hmm. and about what we have to do to make, make it better. But we learned from it. Um, Sherry's a very, very strong person and her strong will is what what got her to the point where she could go home within 10 days Mm -hmm. which was blew the doctor's minds but we didn't want you to leave (laughs) but it was um and now the the only residuals that sherry has from this is she has a cough occasionally that 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 arises and some dry eyes i mean it could be so much worse so we counter our blessings 
mm-hmm. that that situation helped us awaken, help our inner mission and purpose awaken even stronger because we, we had endured it. Sherry endured the physical part of it. And I experienced it from that, from that side effect of mm-hmm. the, the just terrible impact that right. toxicity can have on a person and on an employee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's my, my piece of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, not just the impact is not just with the employee, it's the impact right. is with the spouse, the family, right? So, right. and I'm really glad that Sherry is able to overcome this, but, you know, I know um, you mentioned it was a scary days for you, uh, you know, as a husband and like, you know, maybe there's a lot of what ifs going on in your mind at that time, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and, you know, um, I think right now, because uh, employers are much focused on, uh, you know, the bottom line, how do we actually survive this uh, particular pandemic? And, um, you know, there has been a lot of uh, mental um, stressors for employees, not just physical, you know, right now, I think it's more of a mental stressor that actually could impact the physical uh, state of a person too. So it's all related to that, right? And um, yeah, so um, in your experience, um, you know, there, there has been, you know, some studies that leaders, there are people who are very much into leadership programs and they're quite like, okay, I want to be developed myself. And, um, but sometimes as a leader, they tend to forget um, developing their employees as well. And so what has been your experience and observation in that one? And why do you think it is very important to develop self and develop others? Good question. Uh, Unfortunately, in my experience, that many leaders um, don't really truly develop themselves. And that's the problem. Here's the thing. You can, Maria, you can take a book and read a book all you want. And, uh, but, but picking, putting it into practice is another story. Mm-hmm. See, it's that practice is what makes a good leader. It's not reading the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Learning by practice and failing and relearning again. That's what makes a good leader. And to go with your point with developing other people. If leaders, any leader in any position, was truly um, growing themselves personally and professionally, it should automatically be that they're coaching and developing other people because that is mm-hmm. the side effect of growing yourself. Mm-hmm. So the proof in the, is in the pudding. Yeah, It really is. You look mm-hmm. at any company who has a very strong, successful leadership team that the, the bottom line is important. I'm not going to, I was at the executive level. I was responsible for the bottom line. We all, but it's very important, but you cannot succeed in accomplishing the bottom line without your people. Mm-hmm. And, and in order to make that happen, you've got to have strong, successful leaders that are your legacy in this business and in the company. You can't develop those people mm-hmm. if you don't take the time mm-hmm. and take the effort and try to find ways. To, and if you don't have the time, bring people in to help. Use resources to bring them in instead of paying money for your for your terrible retention of your employees. Every employee that goes out of that company, you got to bring another one in, retrain and bring them in. That costs thousands and millions, up to millions of dollars a year to do this. Yeah. So how how is that helping the bottom line, mm-hmm. really, in all aspect of it? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true. Leaders need to take a lot more effort and a lot more focus on developing 
their people and their teams. Mm -hmm. And here's mm -hmm. something interesting, and you can validate this. <laughs> when you look at it, right? You know, think senior leadership, and they put people in certain positions as the head of those departments. Let's just take the traditional st structure of a company. They promote individuals into these roles and bring them in and expect them that they're going to know what they need to do to accomplish the goals and mission of the company based upon what they are for that particular department mm -hmm. without providing any additional development coaching yeah. to help them really develop strong as a leader, giving them some kind of mentorship piece, right? They, they, don't, they don't, for some reason, many companies don't do this. Yeah. And, and that is really the detriment that we see. Because when that happens, yeah. that creates toxicity because mm -hmm. now they're going to go on a whim. They're going to make decisions based mm -hmm. upon what? What they know, which is yeah. the bottom line. I'm getting pressure from the top. I don't want pressure from the top. So I want to pressure you to get it done so <laughs> I don't get pressured. And that yeah. trickles down and trickles down and trickles down. And then you have retention issues, team mm -hmm. commitment issues, communication problems, retention, mm -hmm. all right. of that. Team around. Team around. Yeah, so all yeah. that. It all starts from the top. Mm -hmm. It all boils down to the bottom line as well, right? So if they are, Absolutely you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, that's true. I totally agree. Any any additional input from you, Sherry? No, uh, just note? the fact that, yeah, just the fact that, you know, we, there's a tendency, which, you know, again, it just, this is evolution of business, right? You know, it just kind of happens, but it just, it needs to change. And that's why we're here to shake things up. Mm -hmm. uh, we're in our mentors. We have, we have mentors and we have coaches, by the way, you know, we're not coaches that don't walk the walk. We have five coaches yeah. and, yeah. you know, they, they have told us, which is, we believe it's, it's a leadership sadness. And it's true because, you know, here, look at any leaders that you, that you look at now, granted a leader can be anything. It's not even just a title we're talking mm -hmm. about here. Mm -hmm. um, it's influence, right? It's influence. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they, they get to whatever point that you are, then it stops. We just assume that we're going to grow. We're just going to assume that, Hey, I'm just going to get this knowledge. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yes. You can pick up a book and, but if you don't apply it, like we mentioned, then it's just another shelf help book <laughs> or another right. program to watch. Right. Um, we, we don't have that intentional of intentionality as a, as a new leader, or even just as, I don't care if you're a worker bee, I, I, I'm a worker bee. I was a worker bee for many, many years. And, but if I didn't improve myself, mm -hmm. I was just doing the same old, same old. Yeah. And we have to be intentional about that. And I think when, when being in the hospital really shook things up for me, mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that you know, here it's very common, right? Once we have a situation, then all of a sudden, you know, then, then things happen. You yeah. know, when we're, when our back is in the corner, look at this pandemic, when our backs are against the corner, we start to innovate. We start to be thinking outside the box mm -hmm. a little bit, but it's only when we're pushed to that level. Yeah. Why wait? Right. So why, why don't wait? we be proactive and actually start growing intentionally so you can learn, even if it's just a little bit, mm -hmm. read a couple pages from something, you know, watch a video put it to practice. and put it into practice. Yeah. There's so many tips out there from great, great leaders that you can just take one or two and just turn that dial just like even at 1% and one foot in front of the other. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what, what it's all about. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned a, a great point as well, like, you know, about, um, you know, having that learning, but I think I want to add to it about accountability. So um, that's when the practice comes in, right? So sure. when, um, you know, if someone is actually, um, if you have an accountability partner or maybe your supervisor is, uh, you know, really checking on your progress as a, a supervisor, that'll be a great help. 
how are you practicing those uh, learnings and the skills. Uh, Sherry, you mentioned something about leadership and influence, and this is a title for episode. So can you dwell more on that? If you can just, you know, um, let us know what is the um, relationship of leadership and influence? Do you want me to answer that yeah, one? <laughs> well, see, this is the this is the the fact of the matter is, Maria, is that leadership is influence. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. Leadership is influence. You think about any of the most. I, I'll give you a great example. Right? We can influence in in only one of two ways. For good or for bad. Right? Positive or negative. That's the only influence we could have or we don't do anything at all and we're not influencing anybody, right? Mm -hmm. And here's the fact of the matter is, I'll throw out a couple of names and you tell me, uh, then these are leaders. Okay, we can't just give a leader as a position, but let me give you a name, um, Adolf Hitler. Mm -hmm. He was an influencer, mm -hmm. negative <laughs> influencer. Yeah. Now how about this one, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. See, See the difference there? Both influencers, but they use their influence on purpose for a specific mission and for positivity, like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., or for negativity the other way around. Mm -hmm. See, it's all about influence and how you influence others can change things. Mm -hmm. It can change. It, and you were talking not just position here. I don't believe leadership is a position. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That doesn't matter. You, we can have people, we've known this, right? I mean, just look at politics and everything else. We're not going to get into those kinds of discussions, but you look at some of these positions that are high up leadership positions and they're terrible leaders. Well, there's, why is it there? But then there's someone that's not in a position at all in a title and they're highly successful leaders because of their influence. What mm -hmm. makes the difference? What's the difference? Mm -hmm. The difference is, is because one is using their influence on purpose to attain positive results. The other one doesn't care about influence at all to use it for positivity. It cares about an agenda. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, it's all about the ego, right? We let the ego get bigger. So point being, leadership is influence. It's nothing more. It's nothing less. It's how we influence one another and each other to implement and impact those around us. Mm -hmm. Even at a family, it starts there. And it can influence a town, a city, a state, and it can impact the world if we mm -hmm. use it correctly. Mm -hmm. And so can you tell us more about your program? So how do you help leaders then? How do you support them in terms of being good leaders? Yeah, we do that in a couple of different ways. I mean, we do have uh, we do have one-on-one -on -one coaching with that. So it works with either either one of us, depending on uh, how or comfortable both. or both. We have clients yeah. that work with both of us at the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, we're, we're, we're very open that way. We, we have clients right down the middle, some with me, some with him, and we have some that are together. And then on, on the team aspect that we can help in a group coaching segment, mm -hmm. uh, we, you have a group coaching program coming down, down the, the pipe pretty soon. Uh, we also have another program that is uh, entrepreneurship with an IT cybersecurity slant to it because he has a background in IT. Why not? So yeah. might as well lean in onto those, those strengths. Uh, but it's again, it's with our mythology, with our empowerment training in particular, that that is our program. That is a, something that we can take it as one-on-one -on -one as well as teams mm -hmm. to really start 
what what that's all about. All everything that we mentioned with the mentors and and on our coaches, it's a blend plus our experiences. It's mm -hmm. a blend and it works. Mm -hmm. And we know that it works. We offer assessments along with this too. So mm -hmm. we want to really get to the root of a team or root of a company and where where the where the challenges might lie. And first I'm I'm gonna say one thing. It starts with the leaders of a business realizing and admitting that there's a problem. Mm -hmm even if it means that you are half of that problem and have to fix it, which if you're a leader in any position or role, it is your responsibility anyway. So there are assessments that we offer as well, individual assessments as well as team and full company assessments to identify where, where there are some challenges there and how we can and what the strengths are so that we can capitalize on those strengths. If you don't mind, I'll give a real quick a story. Sure. We'll be, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I use this. I use this a lot to understand how we work. Okay. Mm -hmm. What we try to do, what we do is when we work with individuals, we believe that the individual and, and those that we work with have it in them already and they know the answers. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get so stuck, we can't see them. All we do is by using our empowerment method is we help pull those out so they can see them and be committed to that themselves. Because when you can identify it on your own, and I don't tell you that something specifically that's more of a commitment right so the story goes there, there there's a, a single mother who has a teenage daughter and they had moved into this new home now the teenage daughter was all about going green wanted everything natural going green didn't want to use chemicals you know that kind which is great for the environment right and so but she didn't also didn't want their new lawn to be treated with any chemical now this lawn had a lot of weeds they had a lot of work done on this new lawn and so the mother was like, I don't, how are we going to do that without chemicals? And so she, she called around and found a company that did it, that's claimed to do it all natural, no chemical. After a little bit, she'd come home from work and started seeing a difference during the season. The, the weeds were starting to go and gone and, and new good grass was coming in. And she couldn't understand how that was happening, how the weeds were going without any chemicals. Mm -hmm. So she arrived home, saw it happened. A gentleman was outside working on the yard Ask him, say, can you tell me how this works? And how is it that you're able to kill the weeds without any chemicals at all? He goes, well, it's very simple. We don't worry about the weeds. We focus on the grass. We feed the grass and the good grass so the good grass gets fuller and it squeezes out the weeds. You see, we all have opportunity. We all have, we all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'll say it, we all have weaknesses and failures. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. What matters is how can we keep and capitalize on the strengths to squeeze out those weaknesses and capitalize on the focus and purpose and mission of what it is that we are doing in our business. That's where, how we do that. We approach it from the strengths perspective. We can identify where those opportunities and weaknesses are. We capitalize, okay, now where are the strengths? Are the people in the right place? Are the right people in the, are the, what, what leader, what is your goal with the leaders? We find out by asking the right questions mm -hmm. and then we can capitalize on those strengths to make it better. Because mm -hmm. you just said in this yard, all of a sudden this green grass is so full, but there is no weeds in existence. We can do that exact same thing in any business or company. We're not talking about squeezing out weeds like people. We're talking about squeezing <laughs> out the opportunity. Yeah. Um, and uh, so that's how we approach it by using our empowerment method. Oh, that's a very nice story. And, you know, um, something that is kind of graspable for people to understand. 
and related to the, the work that you do. Uh, thanks for sharing that. And so, you know, this past year, it's been a challenge uh, for everyone, um, individually, families, um, organizations as well. So how has the past year changed your business if it did impact your business? And, and you know, how did it change the concerns of your clients as well? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. It, it definitely has changed, but for the, for the good, really, it really, um, you know, we, we have to, as our mentors say, we, we get good in what, in what you do, right? We get, we practice, we, we, we learn, we keep learning. And, you know, for, for these moments in particular, as horrible as it is, and it was, um, that we are that calm in that storm. So when people were retreating, people were kind of shocked and, and, and whatever the, everything that was happening, we leaned in and wanted to step up and help and give value to our folks and, and people out there that it's okay. And let, let that, let, let us help in mm -hmm. some way. So we really turned up the dial um, on our presence, on our business, um, really just, just hit it full throttle of what can we do to add value to people? Mm -hmm. and, and we did that in a number of ways. We added our online platform, which is focusing on personal development and leadership, we, which is a live component and a community focus. We also did a free uh, mastermind for people to come in and join with a friend. There was no sale whatsoever. That wasn't the point of the group. The point was to go through a particular book study to help them in a personal growth manner mm -hmm. so they can take the steps to move forward and think futuristic or at least try, mm -hmm. right? At least get some thoughts going. Mm -hmm. and, and it worked. We had a great uh, turnout from that. Met a great, lot of good people, built a lot of strong people. relationships. Yep, oh. built strong relationships because of it. So we're trying to build those relationships and really reaching out to our network to find out who are the players and the pretenders, mm -hmm. uh, to be quite honest. And some fell to the wayside and so be it. And some stood up and, mm -hmm. and that's, that's what we want to do. You know, we want to give value where value is and to our, and to people and, and to continue that. See, as leaders, it's, it's imperative. See, we can't, you just can't call yourself a leader. It's more of an action yeah. than a title. Mm -hmm. It's what is it that you're doing that, that, that considers yourself as a leader? It's how you impact and influence people, as we mentioned before. And the reality of it is in any position, if you take a role as a leader, it is your responsibility and your burden to be able to be successful and be with your people during crisis. Mm -hmm. Leaders who have learned and been trained through their life by failing, learning, unlearning, relearning again, and trying to understand people, developing themselves, coaching and mentoring others to build successful teams over the years, over time, you're being, you are learning and you're being trained and you're built for crisis. When leaders have not been built and trained for crisis, when crisis happens, mm. they crumble. Yeah, we were we've been very fortunate over the years to have a lot of training and mentoring from successful people that have helped us tremendously over the years become successful. There was no way that we were going to keep that to ourselves last year when the pandemic began. Mm -hmm. It did not make sense. It was not in our DNA mm -hmm. to not go and share to keep people. We want, to, we want to continue to help people grow during crisis because you can grow during crisis, mm -hmm. but you need the right resources. And we wanted to be providing those resources. Mm -hmm. Oh, and that's a great um, example of um, 
providing value, right? So you, right. you stepped up and provided those free masterclass for for people to learn and have that uh, start with their self development, which is good. Right. Yeah, um, that's great. And um, so moving forward, what are the things that you think we should be looking out for uh, post COVID? There are some things that already started to begin. Right, and we've we've seen this happening. I, I always hate the the whole predicting thing because really, when it comes down to it, it's a it's easy to predict people and business if you really are a studier of it. Um, people are starting to get back to some of their normal routine that they were po you know, pre COVID. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> However, it's never going to be the same, mm -hmm. and so this is what I we foresee happening because we've got companies that are trying to work their way back into allowing people to come to work. We have some, we have a lot of other businesses. And so I want, I want to stress this out there. There's a lot of companies that are big companies that have a large amount of employees that up to, up to, up to the pandemic have had a no tolerance policy for remote work, <laughs> believe it or not. And now when that happened, they had no choice. Yeah. They had to pivot or cave. And during that pivotal moment, it was a very challenging situation because now you have a team of leaders, a leadership team that has never developed or managed remote workers because they've had a no tolerance policy. So yeah. mm -hmm. why do you have a no tolerance policy? Because you don't know how to manage remote workers. Mm -hmm. How do you lead them? Right. And that's where the challenge is. And so this is what I foresee happening. And I'm hoping we've seen some companies that have learned their lesson and have realized, wow, we can do this mm -hmm. and provide for provide opportunities for our employees to have a flexible schedule to be able to come to work on on the premises or work from home there's a lot of these different things going on right now mm -hmm. but then you're going to have companies that are instead are going to invest millions of dollars into a building to get everybody there <laughs> that's yeah. what you're going to have yeah. And it's already began. And then there's the opposite. There was one recently, I, I forgot which group offhand, but that they actually decided to be like, you know what, everybody's remote and we're not going to use the building anymore. So you have that perspective as well. They're just like, wow, what an overhead. Yeah, you take the overhead <laughs> you know? and invest it in your people. Yeah, I mean, now not every every business can do that, right? Yeah. But mm -hmm. every business is different, right? I mean, some, yeah. there's some, some things that you're working with. If it's a tire shop, I mean, you've got to be have people there to make that happen. So there's a right. whole different type of dynamic there. But overall, we're going to we're going to see two sides of the playing field here. And as Sherry mentioned before, the players and the pretenders have come out during COVID. Mm. Now, as we're moving through, we're going to see the same thing occur. There's going to be the players or who were the pretenders. Mm. And it's going to become very obvious who those pretenders are. I mean, there's companies that during, during COVID have sent all their employees home and never once have, I don't know, sent them a letter to thank them for, for being uncomfortable because not everybody can work remote. Have you trained your employees to be able to work remote mm -hmm. in situations like this? Yeah. Not everybody knows how. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you providing self-management training or some type of coaching for your staff now yeah. before that happens? Now it's too late. Yeah. And so, uh, but we are getting out of it. And we are, the human race is a very dynamic and resilient hmm. being. Mm -hmm. And we are getting out of it. We are working, as long as we continue to work together on a personal level, mm -hmm. we're going to come out victorious. And we right. are. Mm -hmm. We are. The yeah. only thing I want to add is this, that, 
we need to prepare for the next crisis. Yes. Not to say this Don't is going to be like a pandemic situation, but, but any business, crisis. but really any, mm-hmm. any crisis we need now that we've been through this crisis and it's has some light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. Well, what have we learned and how can we move forward and be more cautious? Mm-hmm. And I, I can't stress that enough. That's coming from our, our mentors is that we need to be prepared for the next crisis. Always be what, prepared. Always be prepared. Mm-hmm. This yeah. caught us a lot of us off guard, right? Well, now that we know what can we do and so we can be a little bit more prepared and a little bit more co- comfortable. Mm-hmm. If say something happens this again, we're all in a shutdown again. We're like, okay, well, I got my situation, I got my camera, I got this, you know, they 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 got their tools. Now they can be a little bit more uh be more comfortable, I guess. That's right. About that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leaders are not supposed to retreat. They're supposed to go towards the fire, right? Like fire, Absolutely. like firefighters. Yeah. If firefighters showing up at a fire and they're running the opposite direction, they're in the wrong job. And, but they need no. to provide organizations need to provide a tool as well, right? So they can move yeah. forward yeah. and attack that right. particular right. issue. And now's the right 100%. time. I totally agree with you. So yeah, and you know, um, and I think there's a study too that says that um, the middle managers are the most neglected of all you know individuals in terms of you know where they are at at, at the organizational level. So yeah. I think. Right now, leaders, you know, executive teams, um, those in the higher positions who have the budget and the ability to say, okay, we want to develop our, our leaders, provide support to their managers because they need help. You're right, uh, Lou, you mentioned earlier about you know, the pressure cooker situation for a manager, right? So it's very hard for them. You know, they're also dealing with their own families and their own self issues as well. So now is a good time for, for, for organizations to think about how can we support them? Um, right. So very, very interesting and very informational and insightful discussion this <laughs> afternoon. Um, you know, because this podcast theme is about transcendent leadership. So I'd like to ask, you know, each of you, what, what is transcendent leadership to you? Good. Open to change. Mm-hmm. Transformational change. Mm-hmm. You see, you know, I guess transformation is really the number one because and transformation to the point where you put yourself as a leader in the role of serving other people. Now we hear about servant leadership and all that, but here's the point, right? Being a transcendent leader is someone who is a futurist thinker who starts with themselves, but it starts and ends with you, develops yourself, then develops the team and the people that you're around to create the legacy of that same transcendence. It's a transformational process, which means it's, it's, it takes time, it takes, it takes work, it takes people, it takes resources, it takes tools. Mm-hmm. And as a, a, taking a, a responsibility of a leader in any role, that is your burden and responsibility to make happen. And you're never going to become a transcendent leader if you're not transforming yourself first. Right. Yep. And Sherry? Yeah, um, you want to add to that, or <laughs> I know, right? I need, I need to basically pick the words out, but definitely, yeah. you, know, to, to, you know, that transparency is so is so key, you know. And I can't stress enough that as as a leader, um, that it's okay that you don't know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. You were, you know, we have that's a myth, by the way. You know, this myth that, and I fell into that trap too. It's like, well, I need to know every answer. I am this role, um, but. It's, it's okay. And you can just be, you know what, let me get back with you on that. Um, or flip the script. So like, well, what do you think? You know, what, what, what is your thought? 
on xyz mm -hmm. whatever because you bring people in because they know stuff and that they're right. talented and things that if, if you want to be successful bring people on your team right. that are better than you in some areas that you're not good at mm -hmm. right. that's what you're supposed to do so that you can go to them and say okay what would you do in this situation because i'm not good at that yeah right right reduce the ego a little bit yeah that's true yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right well thank you so much i also you should ask my guest um you know and this time one of you can answer. Uh, if you can leave us one quote for today to uh, inspire us, uh, what would it be? What would be that one quote? quote. Mm -hmm. Do you have one in mind? I've got one. Was that with Paul? That one's good too. You can do that. No, one. You can do that one. We have we have two of them. If you want, we can oh, give sure. You two. Go ahead. <laughs> well, there's two. <laughs> well, I'll give you two. How about that? We'll, we'll give you two. The, the first one, the first one I'll leave you with is from a mentor of ours, Paul Martinelli. Success happens where you step not where you stand. So it takes action and movement to be successful. That's number one. The second one is from Jim Rohn. Mm. You are the average of the five people you spend most of the time with. Mm -hmm. So pick your people wisely. Yeah. Surround yourself with people who will you know, help you as well. <laughs> Beautiful. Exactly. Sherry, do you want to add to that or? Um... Nope, that's exactly my quote. We just swapped quotes, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So Lou and Sherry, where can they find you? And if you have any programs uh, you want to share with us, uh, now is the time. So go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Then you can reach us uh, right on uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, mm -hmm. as well as Facebook at the Lou Everett, uh, Lou Everett, the Lou Everett group.com. And just, even if you just Google Lou Everett, group it's going to be there because uh, of the the name i think there's only one other person that has that slot <laughs> uh, but yes we're out there um, all our information is there please contact us we actually have some free resources we actually have a um, webinar series that is going on is absolutely no cost mm -hmm. as well as even a motivational um a quote that you can get every Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday thoughts. Tuesday thoughts. So uh, free to subscribe and you can check it out. Right on our website, louevergroup.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, yep, you'll get to see it all out. But we're really excited about the webinar series. It's on our empowerment method, our empowerment system, empowerment leadership. So, and they can register through your website as well. Yeah. Right, right through events. You'll mm -hmm. see our events link right on there. You can register right from there. Perfect. So I will include that as well in the podcast notes when we upload awesome. this uh, episode so they can um, click on that link. Great. Lou and Sherry, thank you so much for spending your Friday afternoon with us. Um, it's uh, close to five o'clock, 430 your time, right? So yes. I really yes. appreciate your time and your You're wisdom welcome. and your insights and how we can actually help other people be better as a, as a person and as a leader. Thanks yeah, everyone for joining. Yeah, thank you. you're welcome. And yeah, thanks thank everyone you. for joining us. I'll see you again next Friday. Okay, bye for now. So in each of our episodes, you will hear about the mindsets, the attributes, and the behaviors we need to level up our lives, our leadership to the transcendent level. You will get the tips and actionable strategies that you can apply in your relationships, work, and society. Growth mindset, empathy, trust, resilience, emotional intelligence, intercultural intelligence, leading in a diverse and inclusive workplace. These are just some of the topics that you will get out of our episodes. After tuning in on each episode, you will surely keep coming back for more.
make sure you subscribe to this podcast and I look forward to having you join me on the next episode. See you next time!